0: Welcome to Papa's House Church, Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Charles. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube and Facebook. I have a very uh, uh, sense of the Lord is going to speak to us this morning. Amen. Amen. Are you excited to hear what the Lord has? And I believe he's going to take us one more step closer uh, in this. So why don't you lift up your Bibles. If you have your Bible, lift it up and say this after me. Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I am here to just be your vessel. I'm not here to talk, entertain them. I'm not here to bring them some kind of ear-tingling words so that they can feel good. I'm here as your vessel. So use me for your glory. The goal of us is not to gather them to the church. The goal of them for goal for us is to see the church is prepared to meet the bridegroom Jesus. So here we are, Lord. We are here to hear your voice. Speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. So, the title goes like this. It's called Postman. Uh, I've been praying about what to share, asking the Lord. Usually, by around Tuesday, Wednesday, I ask the Lord, like, Hey, Lord, you have anything this week to share? And nothing came Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I was like getting a little nervous, you know, because I don't want to just share for stalking, you know. But I felt the Lord has something. And then the word came, Postman. And I was like, Lord, what do you mean, postman? And then the Lord was talking to me a few things. And uh, and I want to share that. The goal of a postman, we all know, it's very simple, to deliver a message. And that message is not from him. It's his message from somebody else. you know. And too often, we have neglected the role of the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And we have come to a place where we are either swinging to one side where only character is important or we swing to other side where we say the gifts are important and the church is divided right in the middle and uh, that's why we have a church that's like a frozen popsicle church and then you have a church that is like a holy rollers church and you have this great divide between us and the postman's role is is to basically deliver a word it bring the message and and that's just, and that's not anybody can do it i mean i was doing some little research and in uk being a postman it's one of the highly competitive job because you have to go through series of exams and trust because you are in it's involved you know people's matters even in U, in us uh, the ups drivers they are not just normal some driving license you get you will be admitted so you have to go through a rigorous Training and the test, you know, they should have zero criminal records, and they should have a very clean background check, and all of them has to be clean, and they should have a, you know, a proof of they cannot be illegal, you know, being a postman. There must be a proof of U.S. citizenship or U.K. These are two countries that, you know, majority of the mind molders are from that nation. So I'm using that as an example, even though India has got the largest postal service, but I just thought to bring that as a little bit of a backdrop so that we all know. You know, and they have to go through the something called 473 Postal exam. You know, and 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 then they have to go through the training and they work under somebody until they are released. So it's a three to five years of training before the guy gets a badge called, I'm a postman, a delivery guy. And they go through all this. And I, I want to say this to you. It's up in the screen. As Kingdom citizens, we are called to represent him to the nations and bring his good news to the nations. That's why we are here. We are not a religious fanatic group that comes to church on Sunday, do a little kumbaya, go back on Monday with our life, you know. We are not doing our own. We are not working for the world Monday to Friday. We are not living for us on Saturday and then doing something for God on Sunday. All life belongs to Jesus. Every area of our life, belongs to Jesus every specific parts of your life belongs to Jesus in fact our body belongs to Jesus that's why in 1st Corinthians 619 says Paul says don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit dwells so I have said this before I don't mind saying it again Holy Spirit lives in holy bodies we can't live like hell on Saturday expect God to move like heaven on Sunday it's impossible and that's what religion has done so far so too often the church often reacted to an error and up and end up doing another error so what we did like we saw people with gifts no character we said i would rather have character without gifts that's an actually a, a choice which is an error response to another error So, I want to see how we can as Papa's house family, again I have told you, this is not an institutional church. Papa's house is not a building you go to, a family you belong to. It's not a meeting you attend to. Amen? So, in this place, how can we grab these two together, the gifts and the character together, and live in such a way that the King of Glory who resides in our hearts be represented in our daily life? I mean, that's what we will be talking this next uh, 15 to 20 minutes. 1 John 2.27 is my favorite verse for understanding who is Holy Spirit in me. 1 John 2.27 says, it's not up on the screen, I'll say this to you. The anointing in you will teach you to do things. What is anointing? God's ability and power in me to do things that I can never do on my own. How many of you need that? I need every single day That's anointing Anointing does not make you a lunatic Anointing does not make you a freaky person Anointing enables you to live a supernatural lifestyle And that lifestyle is Jesus So anointing in me leads me Anointing in me is a benefit for me Anointing in me, the Holy Spirit in me is for my benefit Why don't we do it A little prophetically Okay Put your hand On your heart And say Holy Spirit in me Is for my benefit Okay That's very good We all need that But that's just The one side Of the whole coin There's a flip side To that What is the flip side The Holy Spirit That comes upon me That's Isaiah 61 Is to benefit others Jesus was filled with holy spirit that he was god he is god okay but he also needed the anointing of the holy spirit acts 10 38 we remember we remember memorize the scripture see how god anointed jesus of nazareth with holy spirit and power so he went around doing good and healing those who are under the tyranny of devil so god was with him so when jesus operated as a son of man the God's anointing was there. C.S. Lewis puts it so beautifully. The Son of God become a son of man, so the sons and daughters of man can become sons and daughters of God. We cannot neglect that. Too often the church says, Holy Spirit is in me, brother. He's making me to live a holy life, making me to live a righteous life, making me to live a blameless life, making me to live a kind and compassionate life. All so beautiful. But that's just one side of the story the other side of the story is the holy spirit that comes upon me amen let's do it one more time holy spirit in me is for my benefit come on church mean it holy spirit in me is for my benefit holy spirit that comes upon me is to benefit others look at someone say the holy spirit that comes upon me is to benefit you amen it's, that's the reason why God anoints. And let's look a little bit Isaiah 61. It's one of my favorite chapters. Uh, let's dig in there for a few minutes. Isaiah. Isaiah is after Genesis, before Revelation. So, this is beautiful. Okay? Isaiah 61. Look at this verse. Now, who is writing this? Isaiah, who lived 700 years before Jesus. Okay? And he writes it. And Luke 4.18 records this verse Of Jesus reciting these verses Okay One of the prophets that Jesus quoted Was most often was Isaiah And look what they say The spirit of the sovereign Lord That's the title Is upon me Why is upon me? So that he has anointed me To preach good tidings to the poor I'm reading from the New King James Good things to the poor So the first thing is this Okay Are you with me? Is it it clear? Holy Spirit that comes upon me anoints my mouth in such a way that I am no more a gossiper. I am a publisher of this good news to the world. The first place Holy Spirit touches you is where? Acts chapter 2. You remember? Holy Spirit came upon. Where did he touch? Tongues of, fires of tongue came upon people. They started speaking other languages. It's not just screaming up from the stage, tongues. Guys, sometimes we get it wrong. I am a believer of tongues. I encourage people to speak in tongues. In fact, I pray for people to receive in tongues. It's it's something that we do around the world, sharing the gospel on the Holy Spirit. But it's not a medal of honor, it's tools for the job. What does that mean? I'm a gospel preacher. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted. What does that mean? God's anointing that comes upon you restores broken relationships we had a brief chat with this precious couple who are going to say yes before god and the saints of god and the people of god the number one reason for marriages to break it's not just infidelity finances so we had a little chat like how are we doing who is the saver who is the spender you know you need to know I mean, otherwise both of them swiping credit cards, both of them holding on credit cards, no guest in your home, you know. So you, you need to figure out, you have to find the balance. So, and this is the thing, he binds up the broken hearted to proclaim liberty for the captives. There are more people incarcerated in the spirit than those who are incarcerated in the Vellur jail, for example. And then look at this to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance for God. And then what happens? This is my favorite part. Look at this verse 3. And this is where it comes. To comfort all who are mourn, to give them, you know, beauty for ashes. And this is my friends. I wanted you to listen to this. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, the anointing enables you in such a way, the ashes, that out of nothing, beauty will rise. What does that mean that becomes you become a hope in the hopeless situation you become a light in the darkness you become a joy in the midst of depression you become a sense of expectation when all hopes are flat or shattered that's the anointing of the holy spirit amen so it's not just being freaky, it's not being up and down shouting, it's the gentle presence of the Holy Spirit. That's why I say Holy Spirit is a gentleman, not a jerk. You know what is the difference between a gentleman and a jerk? When, when the young couple, when they are newly married, you know, they open, the guy opens the door for the girl, get in. Two years down the road, I'm not sure the car is old or the girl is old. He doesn't open. He just opens it and sits there. Hey, forgot his name, wife's name. Hey, where are you? Some pastors forgot their wife's name. Hey. Holy Spirit is not a jerk. He's a gentleman. Amen. Look, keep on reading. We don't have time. Just dig in a few things. Oil of joy for mourning. For who? The Holy Spirit comes upon people. You will become an oil of gladness. You become an oil, talks about the Holy Spirit that brings that you become the lubricant where Jesus functions in such a way that people around you will know this person, maybe from Kerala, maybe from Tamil Nadu, maybe from West Bengal, but something inside of that person is different in how he does things, how she does things. What is that? Holy Spirit that comes upon you. A garment of praise instead of spirit of heaviness. What does that mean? Your number one emotion is the joy. That's the garment of praise. Joy becomes your number in emotion. That doesn't mean you'll be faking. That doesn't mean you'll be absence of problem. That basically means the presence of someone in the midst of problem. That's the garment of praise. Amen. They will be called the tree of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. Some places it says oaks of righteousness. Any translation says oaks of righteousness? Yes. Which one, Johanna? NIV. ivy. Okay. So oaks of righteousness. I, you know, we have never seen oak tree. The closest oak tree we can resemble is the is the puliyamaram. How do you say tamarind tree? Okay, there is a difference between a papaya tree and a oak tree, a tamarind tree. Right? You hit you hit a papaya tree, you can go through it. Even you know, any car can go through that. You hit a puliyamaram. I mean, the tamarind tree. Jesus is going to say, you came sooner than I thought. Yes, that's what it means. Oaks of righteousness. What does that mean? That you are so planted in such a way that the anointing upon you enables you to face the challenges ahead of you. Amen. Now, look at this up in the screen. The Holy Spirit in me brought me to Jesus. The Holy Spirit comes upon me, enables me to live like Jesus. Both are important, right? Who brought you to Jesus? My grandmother, brother. No, your grandmother was a tool. The spirit in you, remember I am a spirit, I have a soul, I live in a body. So the spirit, we have three kinds of spirit, God's spirit, human spirit, devil's spirit. So the God's spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is Jesus' spirit, the spirit of Jesus convicted your spirit and brought you to Jesus. That's 1 John two twenty seven. Many people are saved, but being saved, walking in the salvation is Isaiah 61. Holy Spirit that comes upon me enables me to live like Jesus. In other words, Holy Spirit in me is character. Holy Spirit comes upon me is charisma, you call call it gifts. And God has gifted His church so diversely that no gift is higher or lesser. Every gift is unique. Just turn around and your necks are working, right? So just turn around. Everyone is unique. how beautiful they are, right? Just turn around, some of you have a problem in the neck. Lord Jesus, heal their necks right now. Turn around. Look, just a little bit. Mama, you look pretty. Mm. So beautiful. So it's, you know, everyone, each one is not a copycat. God has gifted. The problem in the church, when I say church, is the religion, the box. We have categorized a few things. And we said, this is higher, this is lower. 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14 talks about the gifts and we say those are the nine supernatural gifts. Romans 12, 4 to 8 talks about service, administration, you know, he, you know, like help, mercy, and we call that a second class gift. No, it's all gifts. What is that for? It's not for me, it's for the body. Amen. Look at someone and say, My gifts. Come on, church. You look like you guys never ate breakfast. My gifts is to serve you. My gifts is there to bless you. Amen. Now, some of you are saying, I don't even know what gift I have brother. The reason why we say that because subconsciously we have allowed a paradigm to filter and say this is the gift and if that's not there, we don't have gifts. It's not true. So look at this. Again, character tells me I represent Jesus style lifestyle. That I represent and then the gifts tells me I represent Jesus style ministry. Both are important. Jesus had a flawless character. Hello? Yes or no? And is there anybody doing better ministry than Jesus? No. Acts chapter 1 says Dr. Luke writes to his Theophilus friend. He says, All that Jesus began to do and teach, I am writing to you. So what's your ministry? Whatever Jesus began, you are continuing. What did Jesus do? He healed the sick, cast the demons, cleansed the lepers, raised the dead. What's your job? Well, I am just a computer engineer. Fine, but heal the sick, cast the demons, raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers. Oh, I'm just a doctor. Heal the sick. That's a beautiful profession. Heal the sick, cast the demons, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. Well, I'm just a security. Heal the sick, cast the demons, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. This is what Jesus did. That's his ministry. His character was flawless. He, you never have, you never read anywhere, is he had a flawed character. So too often, church either focused on the gifts but then they ignore the character issue and then the church gets offended, some people move out and they form another cliche where they say, character is important brother and they ignore the whole thing. My prayer for Papa's house is that we will keep this intention and we will be mutually accountable to one another so that we can represent him to the world but also live a Jesus style lifestyle. Is that too complicated? I don't think so. So, look at this, character is who you are, gifts, charisma is what you do. Never put what you do as a ministry your identity. Sometimes that's the problem, you know, we we use the ministry as our identity, title, Apostle Charles, you know, you you know that, right? (laughs) I've never called myself like that. I remember one guy invited me, big convention. He said, Reverend Charles, I said, no, don't put reverend, please. Pastor Charles, no. I said, Brother Charles, I asked him, do I look a sister like you, sister to you? Said, no. So you have to write something, brother, you know, because the pass is pass. You know, they won't write even a past. Rev, pass, Eva, I suddenly become Eva, you know. And then bro, something. We are so title-oriented. Imagine it. One guy went to Jesus, he said, good father. He rebuked him. Who told you to call me good? Only father is good. Tell me your reason. Why you are telling, you know. Today, you call the pastor brother. They get offended. You know, sometimes I have seen people go to Chinatown with their stets. You know, who, are the servers going to be, you know, having a little problem? You don't have to prove. I remember I had a dinner with one of my brothers from from this, you know, we had a chat and he took this name tag put it in his dash i said why you take this out i don't want them to know that i come from this place i'm not i, I can tell the guy's name he's here sitting here but he doesn't like to be told why your identity is not on your ministry what you do you are in christ amen hello suddenly you are quiet because you are thinking I went to Chinatown brother <laughs> Okay, let's move on Leave the Chinatown part away With character defects Now this is, this is where it gets little, little bit heavier With character defects You can grieve the Holy Spirit By failing to cooperate in your gifts You quench the Holy Spirit The Bible says two things Grieve not, quench not Grieve not, Ephesians 4.30, quench not, First Thessalonians 5.19. How can you grieve? By sinning. How can you quench? By not cooperating with the King. And too often, we are so bothered about, Oh, am I going to quench the Holy Spirit? Let me jump. Hired and ignore the character part. Or too often, we are so worried about not grieving it, but then not cooperating with the King. Guys, it has to have attention together. We are called. You see, that's why the Bible says we are in this world, but we don't belong to this world. That means we, we will have challenges. We will God is not waiting for you to be perfect so that He can use you. God is waiting for you to be available and humble enough so that He can correct you and you keep walking towards the perfection that He has for you. Amen. God was waiting for me to get perfect. I'm not going to be standing in front of you guys. You mean? Now, let's look at this little difference I put down here. I I wanted to teach you this. Keep moving, keep moving. Yes. Gifts and the fruit, it's up there. There are four questions we're going to ask very quickly. Okay. When? When you receive gift, you received it instantly. Okay. Gift is not something that, you know, you just get it progress. But whereas the fruit, it develops progressively. You can't go to more and say, I want half a kilo of patience now. It doesn't work. You know, when you pray for patience and you go to more, the counter before you doesn't work. Suddenly the internet jammed. The computer is or in front of you, somebody have a wrong barcode. They are keep on king, king, king. You are praying, patience, Lord. King, king, king. You God, you pray for patience. I'm giving you patience. Hello? I prayed for patience and God answered patience with a name called Isaac. I said, Lord, more patience. He said, Asha. I stopped praying for patience. <laughs> you know, me and, me and wife want to have four kids, but I don't know how to handle patience. Amen. Hello. Amen. So when you pray for, when you receive gifts, it's instant. When you fruits develops progressively why we receive the gifts to have a jesus style ministry that's why you don't want to do any other ministry other than what jesus did because we are not here to prove something we are here to represent jesus why we have this fruit so that we can have a jesus style lifestyle character both are important you know in Tamil, there is a saying, I'm gonna say it and try to translate. Pesarad puliyar which basically means you speak Bhagavad Gita, but then you demolish the temple. That's what it means. Basically, that's what basically you say good, good words. You say, Praise the Lord, brother, God is good. You live in bitterness. Oh, he is gonna heal you, but you live in resentment, depression. It doesn't work. Ministry and the life has to go hand in hand. Number three, what happens when you receive the gifts? The power of God manifested. The power of God. Last week we were teaching in Zoom to a a DTS, to another city. We were just praying. In Zoom, the demons were manifesting in the Zoom. Power of God manifested. She's like, no, I'm not leaving, I'm not leaving. We had this whole week praying and she... She's almost delivered. I'm not going to lie in front of you. She's completely delivered. The Lord is the one I'm going to answer. Almost delivered. She went through the whole process. I mean, the story of her, I can't say all the details. It's so challenging how a person was subjected to that because of years of abuse. You know, moral abuse, physical abuse. So many abuse. It's got the spirit. God is setting that precious girl free. The power of God is manifested. Amen. I didn't, we didn't even pray for that deliverance. We started preaching the word. Remember, we recorded this verse. Remember this verse, Acts 10, 44. As Peter was preaching, the Holy Spirit fell on people. That's what we did. We, I trust God. I have set my alarm on that. As Peter was preaching. So say, God, as we share the word, it should convict the people. Not entertain the people. Amen. Mm. Now, What happens when the gifts, fruits are revealed? The holiness of God is revealed. People look at and say, wow, the way he lives, it's amazing. The way he handled that crisis, amazing. The way he, he dealt with this opposite sex, amazing. The way he treats his kids and wife, amazing. What is the holiness of God? Holiness is not externals, holiness is not what you do outside, it's who you are inside. That's why he looked at people and said, you are whitewashed, very nice outside, but inside, you stink. We can pretend here holiness. Hello, church, of course, Sunday morning. Everybody knows what to do with the holiness thing. Praise the Lord. Hello, hallelujah. What do you do on Saturday night when nobody is there and you have a phone and you have temptation? What do you do on Sunday night? What do you do on Monday where your colleague is so mean? Hello. Last but not the least, how? How? The gift's constant exercise. you got to cooperate with Him. Constantly put this in practice. But then with the fruit, continued cooperation. Amen. Holy Spirit in me brought me to Jesus. Holy Spirit comes upon me, enables me to live like Jesus. Acts chapter 1, 8, Isaiah 61, Luke 4, 18, all the scriptures talks about the Holy Spirit anointing over you. Amen. Last week we prayed. Remember, we had the world map here on the floor. We had the India map, Tamil Nadu map, Bellur district and Bellur. Acts chapter 1 says, Holy Spirit will come upon you. You will be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and the ends of the earth. Amen. That's the calling. But that's the gifts. But then Galatians 5, 22, 25. Ephesians 5, 18 to 22. Please note down the scriptures and do a study on it. It's to do with the Holy Spirit anointing in you. Amen. It talks about so beautifully. The bookends of the fruit of the Spirit is love and self-control. It's like the bookends. Love and self-control. Whatever you do, you have to do it with love and self-control. God is not in the controlling business. God is in the empowering business. Amen. Amen. People say, God is in control. No, God is sovereign. He has given you His spirit to walk in self-control. And God, by the way, He will not humble you. You have to humble yourself. God can humiliate you if you don't humble. (laughs) You walk humbleness, His job is to exalt. Amen? Now, I wanted to uh, ask you a few questions here. And that's what we're going to deal with. We're going to spend a few minutes praying for one another, share the precious body and the blood of Jesus. But we will spend next 10 minutes in pondering these questions. It's up there. What is my theology? Am I reacting to an error by creating another error by itself? Maybe you are you're reacting. Maybe you are saying in your mind, well, I, I really want to go all the way in for the gifts. Or maybe I just wanted to be make sure God is pleased with me. I don't want to... I don't want to get into this old gift thing, high-leaning, sick people, you know, restoring them, blah, blah, blah. Please don't read all the questions so that you will not listen if you read all of it. So listen to what I'm saying. So, and then you are just reacting to an error. Or, what areas in your life do you need to rearrange so that you don't grieve the Holy Spirit? Maybe as a habit you need to change. You know, gossipers attract gossipers. Do you know that? It's like a magnet. You don't need to go and put, say, I'm so-and-so, subtitle gossiper. No. The way when you open your mouth, the spirit attracts. You know, we call it prayer request in Christian circle. <laughs> you know, just sharing, brother. Just sharing. Number three, have I quenched the Holy Spirit? If so, how and how can I be more cooperative with the King of Glory? Let me give you an example. Maybe the Lord says, I want you to pray for your patient. Maybe you say, ah, no, maybe that person will... I have to be politically correct. Politically correct is a sign that stupidity is contagious. I have to be very careful. Maybe you jumped out and asked this question. Many times, guys, the way God reacts in people coming to know Him is by you asking the question. How are you? Do you believe in God? Yeah, every, every God is... Made. Do you believe in Jesus? I am a follower of Jesus. Because when you say Jesus, immediately they may relate you with the religion, church, building. You say, no, 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 I am a follower of Jesus. I want to pray that same Jesus is alive. He can bring a divine touch. I'm not saying you have to give false hope, but just bring the reality of heaven into the situation where you are at. Because you are a kingdom citizen. Amen. That's how you don't quench. Lord does not the means. What it means to be a postman for me personally. That means you are a delivery guy. You and me are a delivery guy. Amen. Our job is to deliver. Imagine a postman writes a letter for you. Think about that. Dear Eunice, I have been crossing through this road for four years. Huh? And you always received my letter. This is my letter to you. So your job is not you to write, your job is to hear from the great Postmaster General, King of Glory, and to share. You don't open it, you don't test it, you don't say, you just say, that's why when I prophesy, we have some few people who gift, Roshni is very gifted in the prophecy, and, and every time we say this, I feel the Lord says. What does that mean? I'm giving you the Spirit, opportunity to test it. We don't need to say, we don't have to wet the microphone. Thus says the Lord, you know, with a rhythmic tone of voice modulation. No, 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 no. Sometimes that's what we think. Thus says the Lord is what the word of the Lord. No. Hey man, I'm just praying for you. I just felt this. I don't know, man. Eat the meat, throw the bones. I just feel like this. Just natural. And then people are like, wow, where did you get that? It's like, man, I have a, I have I have a data uploaded, uploaded. I get my data from above. Amen. Share naturally that you will be a delivery guy, a postman, postwoman, to be politically correct, to share the good news. Let's take next 10 minutes. I want you to group not more than three or four so that you can share and you can pray for them. And if you are dealing with, maybe you say, I have quenched many times the Lord told me to pray, many times God told me to share the gospel. You know, recently God is dealing with me, you know, to tell people, Jesus loves you. And sometimes it's very challenging to tell people, Jesus loves you. When, you know, I, every single person I meet, God wants me to tell, Jesus loves you. What can save this world? Not the wrath of God, the goodness of God that brings people to repentance. It's not screaming, the world is going to die, turn, repent. It's the goodness of God. Amen. So, church, let's grip into groups of two or three and stay in the same group if you prayed, if possible, so you can share your heart and say, you know what? I'm struggling. Maybe I grieved. Maybe I have a habit that I need to let go. Maybe it's impulsive buying. Maybe it's compulsive eating. Maybe it's my anger. Maybe it's my, you know, swayed by emotions. Maybe it's lust. Maybe it's pride. I just grieve me mm-hmm.